Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a stay-at-home mom? Or do you work at a Fortune 500 company? Or maybe you have a side hustle that lights you on fire. Well, good news, this podcast is for you. I believe when we tap into our true self, we allow ourselves to show up in the most healthiest of ways for others in our community, and most importantly, ourselves. Each week, I'm gonna be interviewing different people about their stories. I hope it inspires you, restores you, and restores our community. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda. So sit back, grab a glass of wine, and let's all get restored. Welcome back to the Restore Podcast. Today, we are sitting down with Kaylee Kincannon, owner of Uplifted Salon, mom of two, loving wife, branding boss, and Taylor Swift fan. Um, But this podcast today is going to be a follow-up from our last episode, so hopefully you tuned into season three, episode three, about uncovering your true unapologetic self through your own spiritual awakening. Good morning. Hello, what an introduction that was. I'm wearing a Taylor Swift shirt right now. I didn't even realize that. (laughs) So funny. That is hilarious. Um, But I brought Kaylee on. You've probably heard about her from season one, and then she transitioned to season two with Birthing Without Fear. Uh, But she is one of my favorite people to interview because, one, I just have so much fun talking to you, and two, you are just so diverse of a human and you have done just so many different things and how you are is just like, just like amazes me. And so I just feel like <laughs> well, this kinship you. with you all the time. I'm like, I want to be Kaylee. Oh my gosh. Um, no. But, <laughs> but there was a point, like it was probably back in, uh, I've been working with Pablo now for two years and I, we were just talking about this prior of, I don't remember the point of, we were at a book club, I'm assuming and I started talking about Pablo and I don't even know like when you were actually like, cause you never know if people are like serious of like, Hey, give me his number. I want to talk to him or like, like, is he taking more clients or whatnot? And I don't even know what was the transgression that like, okay. I remember this very well. I, oh, I always think that <laughs> it's feeling you like would. so funny how certain people like you will be in the conversation and you have no memory of it. But then this other person was like, no, this was this huge thing for me. And you're like, oh, I don't even have a memory of it. Like, I just always think that is so funny. So I don't think that there was like a really big conversation. Honestly, I think it was over Instagram. Um, like, I don't know that I'd ever, I knew that you were kind of like working with somebody and like it was doing a lot of good for you, but like we didn't, hadn't really like talked about it. Um, and then I had posted like my word for the year because it was the brand new year. I do remember and this. And I had posted that and then you just like swiped up and you were like, because I had been doing like a lot of stuff with like, like my health journey with like food uh-huh. and you were like, Hey, like I've got the next thing for you. You should meet my spiritual midwife. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm thinking is this guy's <laughs> going to help me like increase my productivity. Like I'm thinking like this is a business coach. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I just pulled up the email because I knew you were going to ask me this. And here's the email from January 2nd, 2022. It says, Hey Pablo, meet Kaylee. And then you're kind of giving a description about me and you say, she like me has been a product or a performance hoe. She wears a lot of hats <laughs> and she is constantly working. I think it would be amazing for you to help her, like help her like you've helped me. So I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this. And then I get on this call with this man and he's like, okay, can you close your eyes and tell me your earliest childhood memory? And I'm like, 
what in the heck did I sign up for? Like, I thought I was 10xing my business. Yeah, like it was so like it was it was a lot, but I'm glad I'm glad that I took the call. That is so funny. That's really funny. And that sounds like me. Like it was just like I think that you knew if you told me too much I wasn't gonna do it. That's a hundred percent it. And you know, because like when I heard about Pablo, I Literally, and maybe because I just watched the movie again because it's one of my favorites, but I was thinking about Eat, Pray, Love, Julia Roberts yes. with that like one tooth Catan Buddha in Thailand. Mm. I'm like picturing like hot, sweaty, like language barrier and full of wisdom. And so I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to, to do that. It would save me a trip for sure to Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like might as well. And then what I didn't realize is like when you start uncovering these things, I was like, one, you know, I'm about convenience too. So it's like, how convenient is this to be in your own space? Which, you know, people compare it to like, you know, therapy or I have a therapist or I don't need a therapist. Like, it's not talk therapy. I'll tell you that real quick. Right. Um, but in the same sense, it's like, if you're so busy, you don't want somewhere else to have to go. But like, you're going to be more comfortable in your own space whether that's maybe your house or your bedroom. You can literally talk wherever, but as long as you have Zoom and Wi-Fi. I used to do, like, my first couple of calls in my bed. And I don't know why. Like, I never thought that was weird. I think it was just, like, a comforting <laughs> thing. And then one day he, like, kind of was joking. And then we, like, would call that, like, in bed with Kaylee. <laughs> and it just kind of became a joke. And then I eventually just, like, got up out of bed. I don't know why. I was. It was very weird that I was doing it there, but that's what I did. That is so funny. So as we get started, I feel like when you begin this journey into your heart, you uncover areas of sometimes pain and brokenness, but you also uncover spaces where much energy is just sucked out of your life. But the difference is that now that you're aware of it, whereas before, like a lot of things were just being sucked out. But then I feel like for me personally, I kicked it into overdrive. I was like, if things were being like sucked out, then I would perform even more. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, kick it up a notch. Like, we just got to do better. And you never really allowed yourself to see it, notice it, or even feel it. You just kept trying harder and harder and harder. And I think part of that's a control addict part. And part of that is the performance, which I think I'm not alone. in. like, there's so many people that they base their self on their performance. And if it gets the praise or like that initial, you know, it's like kind of that beginning, like, you know, at first, you you do all these things, especially for me, out of school, it got you noticed. It got you like, hey, I'm going to be the hardest worker that there's ever going to be. I'm going to make things move. So hopefully they either like kind of keep me or I'm going to learn all these things. And like literally like I was trying to do it for myself like to be more valuable. But then you almost kind of lose yourself. And it was like, wow, like people really love all the things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to keep even doing more. But then you realize like what else now do I need to do? Uh, but as you begin to like kind of loosen your grip, you allow kind of God and yourself to deal with your internal world and the drainage becomes apparent. So meditation, <laughs> which is something we will talk about on this podcast, is not done to obtain like a result, but we meditate to understand things. So as someone that was a control addict as well, are you still a control addict? Uh, I, think yes. I've, <laughs> I think I've gotten a lot, a lot better. I think it's like, I used to feel like I was really controlling at work, but not as controlling at home. Um, and now I don't feel like I'm very controlling at work, like at all, because I've just like done this work and I've been like, okay, like I'll test this little theory out on something that doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> and then like, you know, then that just kind of like snowballed to where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like 
things don't burn if I'm not the one in control of them. Um, and they actually, a lot of times, are better. But at home... That's what I was going to say next. At home, it's a lot harder. But I think that's because I feel like there's more, like, at stake. Like, like these are my kids. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, well, I don't want to, like, F them up too much. <laughs> but also, like, um, at work... It's just transaction. Like, it's just a business. And so it just doesn't feel as intense to me as, like, my house. Sure. Sure. And I think there was something, too, that, um, you know, I was at the height of probably, like, my biggest mental breakdowns at work. But then I remember even Taylor said at one point, he was just like, honestly, there's just nothing that really matters. Like, we are not in emergency care. There's nothing that's yeah. going to be this, like, dire... Like, that doesn't mean don't try hard. That doesn't mean, you know, performance, anything like that. But, like, unless the building is burning down, yeah, obviously we're going to get people out. He's like, but in a day, like, you know, if if patients are upset because they waited a little bit longer, like, what a gift that is to serve so many people that there's a wait. Where, like, you know, a wait time to me, like, I'd be stressed of just, like, oh, my God, they're going to be so mad. Like, oh, my gosh, it's 20 minutes. It's 30 minutes. It's 40 minutes. Like, you know, like, and I was just, like, so focused on this. So then I couldn't even put my presence to the person With in front of me. need to be. Exactly. Exactly. And so now it's like that shift was so big because it's like I focus so much on the person in front of me that I've like I want to give them my all. I want to give them my like personal experience like or a personal experience because it's like shit if you're waiting that long too and you're in and out like then I'd be even more mad. Right? Right. And yeah. so it's just like but I even realize like I even feel better in those spaces. But then let's kind of unpack that control because I feel like control for a lot of people comes from just always being in the driver's seat, but ultimately it's based on fear. Mm-hmm. What were some fears for you that led you to like control so many things? I think I just honestly grew up in like a very unstable house and I wouldn't even, I don't, like if you, and I'm trying to find my words here. I feel like as like I've like grown into like wearing all these hats and doing all of these things, it's um, kind of this like thing like to my, I'm going to probably get a little emotional while I talk okay. about it, but I feel like it's probably kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, well, like you just said, like I'm doing this and I'm good at this and I'm proving myself and like it feels so good to get that praise and like for a big part of me, I'm like Enneagram 3, so like the Enneagram 3 is the achiever, number one, and they're like a chameleon, like they want everybody to think they're great and so I think a lot of that has to do with like just at my core, that's who I am, but I also think that with Enneagram 3, like, a lot of it comes, like, imposter syndrome. So, I feel like, for me, like, a lot of that control was just, like, to keep up the gig. Like, where people are, like, oh, like, even earlier in the introduction, you're, like, you just, like, have, like, all these different, like, areas of your life that are just so interesting. And, like, it's, like, haha, trick deal. Like, that's, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I think that a lot of the control is, like, keeping up with the facade of making everybody think that you have it all together because Instagram tells you that you do, you know? Yeah. Which is so interesting, I will say on that real quick, is I think why I've loved you so much is because you keep it real, not together. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we have certain friends. I mean, like, they always got their shit together. The makeup's on, the hair, the outfits. Yeah. And, then and, I it, and it's myself. admirable. It's so admirable. But I love, I think that's why, like, I've always had this, like, kinship with you. I'm like, she just kind of tells you where it is. And she's like, I remember there was this picture you had with your daughter at Starbucks. And you were, like, kind of looking like you are right now. She looks really cute, by the way. But, like, casual, casual cute. casual, yeah. And she's like... 
this is where we're at today. Guest breakfast is at Starbucks. <laughs> like, yeah. starting it off well. Well, I just feel like there's so, like, if you really do have it all together, write a book and tell me how to have it. But, like, <laughs> for me, I feel like sometimes, like, social media can be very, like, isolating in the way that you only see people's highlight reels. And so I just got to the point where I was like, I'm just being really fake on here. And I just want to show what my life actually looks like. Because another thing that's, like, honestly kind of a trigger for me is when people are like, Oh, like she's so lucky. Oh, has it all together. And it's like, no, like I work my ass off for this and I got this because I am a control freak and I want to like, just like shed light on the fact that maybe that's not always the healthiest thing to do and that I am a human and that like I do have mental breakdowns and like I find myself looking at those people's feeds where it's like they do seem to have it all together and like my very first thought is like, okay, but like do you cry yourself to sleep at night? <laughs> because it seems like you're giving everything to everybody else, you know? Yeah. So I just think that that is just like a not nobody really has it all together, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think too, with that control, it's, you know, fear of letting people down, fear of failing, maybe fear of trusting others. But ultimately I feel we tell ourselves no one can do it better because we worked so hard to get where we are on our own. So we're not used to either asking for help or people have let us down. So often you learn to like, just kind of do all these things on your own. So as you start working with Pablo, was there like a big eye-opening thing from like your first screen? Because I know, like you said, you close your eyes, a child memory, and you're like, I'm gonna text Amanda right now. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna kill her. Right. But was it something where like he starts mentioning stuff of like, oh, we're onto something? Or were your walls kind of still like closed off and like up and like doors shut? Or did you just see this what like, oh my gosh, this stranger just hit me hard and like immediately? Mm-hmm. So I think that the, something that is like a little bit interesting about my personality is like I cannot stand small talk. I always want to get deep really quickly. Like it's like, hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm like, and tell me about your first like memory of trauma. Like I always <laughs> like want to get really deep with people. That's like Caitlin. But, Caitlin's like that. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like what I've realized actually about myself through working with the process of Pablo. So like to answer your question, like it was kind of easy for me to be like, okay, yep, let's do it. And it was cool and intriguing to me because he was asking me questions in a way that nobody's ever asked me before. Like Mm -hmm. no one's literally ever told me to close my eyes and think about the first picture I can remember of myself as a little kid ever. So that was really interesting to me. Um, But like the thing I've kind of like learned about myself in this process is I've always, if you would have asked me two years ago, if I'm like a vulnerable and open person, I would have said yes. And like, I, but what I've learned is that I will like take it as far as I want to take it so that you'll take it really freaking deep. And like, then you feel more connected to me. And like, I really know you, but you don't know me. And that's like a thing I've just really discovered. And I think that that is like a control tactic for like safety. Uh And I think it's just like a survival tactic that I've developed over time. But like that is something I'm actually really, really working on is just being just like flat out radically honest. Like, you know, that's really interesting that you say that because I feel (laughs) like the exact same with that, which is really wild. Yeah. Because like I'll always ask like people questions all the time and then they'll like open up and I hear this all the time. They're like, I don't know what it is about you. Like, I just feel like I'm opening up. Like, yeah, like I'm like word vomiting to you. I'm like, oh, that's really funny. And I like, but then I really like, dogs. I really don't ever like kind of say anything. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And mm-hmm. I just kind of like yeah. same. It's like people feel close to me and then I'm still like, I don't really feel close to you. But I also think I've realized like it's a quantity over or a quality over quantity thing where like you are somebody in my life that I can get really deep with and just mm-hmm. be super honest. I have like a couple of other people, which like coincidentally now they all work with Pablo too. <laughs> but I feel like. Which is 
is honestly, I think, better because when people are on their own spiritual journey, like you, you don't feel like you're playing catch up and you also feel like you can have valuable conversations or very in-depth conversations, not baseline of like, hey, did you see this TV show? Hey, yeah. it's small talk. How's business and going? Like, like, it's just like, hey, like, I actually like want to get to know you and right. I want to like. And like the conversation can go there without somebody being like, and what the hell's happening here? Because like, right. it's like, it's going to get really, really deep. You right. know? I remember our first um, little road trip with uh, to go see Rachel Hollis. We uh-huh. went to see Rachel Hollis um, in September. We were both huge fans, did the books, the podcast, everything. You know, we're like, oh my gosh, she's going to be in Kansas City. I didn't think you were going to say yes. And you're like, duh. Like, because I bought like tickets at like two in the morning when I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And I was like kind of scrolling. I was like, what? I was like, I'm going to buy a ticket. And I was so excited that you were on board. And then as it came close to going, I got so anxious because then I realized I was like, I've actually never really spent time with Kaylee one-on-one. Yeah. And I've honestly never even traveled with her. So I was like, oh Lord, I hope she likes me. I hope she likes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm speaking for me. You don't even have to confirm. I had the best weekend that weekend. Yeah, no, I thought it was a freaking blast. Like everything about it. And I felt kind of the same, like not really nervous about like spending one-on-one time because I feel like we just always like connect really Mm. well. Like I feel like we'll be in a room of people and then we're like in the corner having our own private party a lot of the time. And so (laughs) I didn't really feel like the connection or anything was going to be weird, but you know, like you're sharing a bathroom with somebody like that's interesting, like a weird thing to navigate. And, but I really got like anxiety kind of like about Rachel Hollis and like, am I like even interested in going anymore? Like right. is the messaging just going to like, because I am somebody that like other people's words heavily influence me. And I think it goes back to the Enneagram three mm-hmm. thing um, of like needing to be everything. But so I just like, is she gonna like spin my head totally backwards and be like start to say like the opposite things of what Pablo's gonna say? Oh. And it was just like also I'm like in this phase of my life where like I'm not like I don't wanna be like this like crazy achiever and producer anymore. And mm-hmm. I thought like is that gonna like give me like my like my hit and then I'm gonna like go <laughs> you know what I mean? Is she gonna validate my need to produce? I don't know, but it ended up being great. That's interesting. Yeah, it was such a very different, and I think COVID changed a lot of people too. Where, like, because she, she was such a producer, mm-hmm. but then also like you see her in this thing, and it was just like, it's okay. Like it was, it was like right in line with Pablo. Of, like it's okay to show up. It's okay to like. You're like, who is this? Like I've been like, yeah, like hitting the pavement hard. And I love that she said that because she was really the first um, female. I think it's like girl wash your face. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That was, like, the first real, like, self-development book that I, like, read and connected with. And I felt like... Because that had come out, like, right at the time that the salon had opened. And so it was just really, like, what I needed in that time. And I felt, like, kind of, like, kick-started all of this for me. And so I think there was a little bit of the nerves of, like, am I just going to be wildly disappointed? Yeah. Because, like, that message is not the message for me anymore. But it was so crazy because it ended up being exactly what I needed to hear. Exactly. I love it. As we keep going, um, you know, like... We dove into like the antidote for shame is vulnerability, which one, when I first heard this, I was like, I don't have shame over anything. Like, I don't like, like, I don't even like that word. I don't know why I don't. I'm sure Pablo will listen and we'll probably <laughs> dive in at our next meeting. But um, what was interesting then is like, as you kind of dive into it, it's just like every time we found a wound as a child, we develop a shame from the cycle. So we double down and do more work. So the more you try, the harder life can get, and then the emptier we become inside. 
Um, did you find it hard to be vulnerable and what areas of your life still like require you to be vulnerable and it still takes time to do that? I feel like it's still really hard for me to be like truly vulnerable. Like, so I feel like, you know, every single call that I have with Pablo, it starts like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, good. How are you? Like, it's like, (laughs) it's like I'm speaking to a stranger every single time. And like, he has to like find something to like, get me to like, you know, be be emotionally available um I feel like it's just vulnerability I don't know I feel like that's a hard question but I agree with you about like the shame and all that I feel like I've just always been like a lot of time told like that like I have a big personality and like so you know like as a little kid I feel like it was like oh like you're being too loud oh like you can like that's like a good pipe dream or whatever and Mm -hmm. so I feel like I buried a lot of that, but then in turn, like, started producing to be, like, okay, well, I will be too much, but then I'm going to make this business that's too much. And, like, you know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. it just kind of, like, built from there. But I feel like it's really hard for me to be vulnerable about, like, like, parenting, honestly, because it's such, like, a sensitive thing where, like, you really don't want to F up your kids. And so it's, like, it's easy to post, like, the silly picture on Instagram at Starbucks and being, like, and it is what it is today because, like, that was the truth. But it's, like... I have to put, like, humor behind it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. To, like, that makes make sense. you, like, laugh along with me rather than being like, okay, I had a mental breakdown. I cussed out my kid today. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not going to put that on. And then that's, I think that's where the real vulnerability gets difficult sometimes. That makes sense. Do you feel, while we're on parenting, that your parenting style has changed since working with Pablo? And if so, in what way? I would say that it's probably, like, shifted. I don't think it's totally changed because I feel like I've always, like, Use I know like this is not a word a lot of people enjoy like the phrase like gentle parenting. Um, oh. I feel like I've always like taken more of a gentle approach with my kids, which is radically different than how I was raised. But I feel like it's like allowed me to be more supportive in the way that I parent my kids, but also like kind of pointed out the blind spots of like, hey girl, you're not really being gentle in that moment. Like you're not really looking at them as kids. And I think that one of the things with Pablo that you work through so much is like your own inner child work. And I feel like it's made it a lot easier for me to just be like, okay, like when I was a kid, did I want to be talked to like that? No, I didn't. But it's also not just like, it's giving your kids like the true tools to like work through and process their emotions. And I feel like I am like getting those skills for myself now where before I was like trying to teach them how to process their emotions. But meanwhile, I'm over here not even able to process my own. So I feel like, that's huge. yeah, I just feel like I've had just like a deeper connection with my kids versus like. I feel like I was parenting them before. Like, now I feel like I actually have, like, a growing relationship, if that makes sense. That's big. That's huge. Because I feel like, you know, we were talking about that on the last episode of, you know, we, you know, you raise your kids to be kind and productive humans and to get along with others and to say please and thank you and all the things. But then ultimately, like, then, like, you know, they say something where, you know, what's on their heart or, like, they want to be an artist or they want to be a musician and you instantly are like, you're not going to make money in it. And yep. you like put them into something else instead of listening to like kind of, you know, maybe it's not a musician on stage. Maybe it's going to look very, very different. But it's like, hey, that's a creative side of them that something's wanting to come out. So that is so interesting to see that in your gentle parenting style. Mm-hmm. So um, can we talk about limiting fears? Sure. Cool. Growing up, we got... Um, We only got something, like, if we did something, and that was, like, for our family. And I don't think it was 
necessarily in a bad way. It's like, you know, do the dishes, cut the grass, you know, do the yard. And then you get to go to the movies, you know, which I mean, that's like just freaking America. And so th there is a, like a kind of a push pull because it's like, okay, well, I want to have productive humans and I like learn how to do all these things so I can be independent on my own as a grown up. But then also there's that side part of it where if that's what you do constantly, then you realize like, well, what you do to get a reward is based on what you're always doing, mm -hmm. not how you are as a being. And so I think the difference is, you know, like, yeah, your kids can have chores or yeah, you're, you know, you can do things and be productive and that's great. Um, I was talking to my mom about this the other day of like, you know, how you're introduced to something will is ultimately how you will do something or avoid something. For example, like how you're introduced, say like to kids, mm -hmm. it, like if you're like in a family of six, you'll either absolutely love it and you're like, oh my gosh, I always want a big family or you'll be an only child or you'll be like, oh my gosh, I never want to have kids ever, mm -hmm. you know? Or like same with, we were talking in, in this instance, yard work of like, you know, my dad had this huge freaking like yard. He's huge with landscape design. And I remember I had that like teenage moment because I worked in the yard all the time with him all the time. And I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to have a small yard and it's going to have <laughs> so much detail and none of this crap. Like this is too much. Yeah. And he's like, I hope it really works out for you. And I'm like, it will. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think at some point I was like, and I'm going to hire someone to do it for me too. Right. That is so <laughs> like, funny. So it is funny. So like when you look in that space of just, um, you know, doing versus being, you know, I always compare it to like. Um, I remember my mom, she pulled us out of school. I thought someone was dead or something, but she pulled us out of school. I think she was like on the brink of like a mental breakdown as well. And I was like, is everything okay? She's like, yep, get in the car, get in the car. And me and my sister get in the car and we're like, what's wrong? Like, where are we going? And she's like, we're going to the movies and then we're going to go shopping and we're going out to dinner. And I was like, but we're in school. Like I, it stressed me out to miss school. Like right. it was just like, it was so stressful. But my mom was always, like, so good of, like, I was, like, well, why? And she's, like, because, like, we need to see this movie, and it's going to be a great movie. And you know what? You guys can go to school the rest of your life, and you can work hard the rest of your life. Like, we're going to go do this. Yeah. And so it was almost like, like, she was the kid, and I was the parent. I was, like, but I have so much to do right now. Right. I cannot do it. And, like, even though, like, it was, like, I kind of mildly had fun, but there was still that, like. Like, you were, like, well, I actually was, a ball of anxiety. Yeah. I was so stressed so anxious but at the part of the being it was like she was just taking us just because not because we worked for something not because straight a's mm -hmm. nothing it was just like this is just what we're doing yeah um so do you feel like limiting fears and like kind of that do versus be balance like what are some of those that you've experienced yeah i feel like kind of the same of like you have to like work hard for what you want and not that i think that that's like that's not a bad thing like you do have to work for what you want in life but like I feel like whenever you're told that so young like and so repetitively that like that then becomes like no I have to work my ass off so I feel like a big like limiting fear for me would be and it's still something that I feel like I like work through all of the time is that like I just feel very like undeserving if mm -hmm. that makes sense where it's just like okay well like yeah I want to take this vacation so I like I take the vacation but like I am like guilt ridden like on the vacation because it's like oh like the girls are all at work and like they want to take a vacation too well then guess what they can use their PTO and they can take a vacation <laughs> like they're allowed to do it but like for whatever reason I like have so much guilt about that but 
I will say I do think that that's something like I've worked through a lot. So like Pablo actually had asked me one of our very first sessions, maybe even the first session where he's like, if you come home after work and you just sit on the couch, like, how do you feel what's going on? And I told him like, if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm not doing something, my brain in my brain, it's like, and it like gets so loud. Like it might start out really quiet and then it's like, like, and I'm like going to explode and I have to do something. Um, and that's just really not how I feel anymore. And I like looked back at like a journal entry for maybe like last year. And it was like, I'm really anxious this morning, but, and it was like, there was like something I was like working through, but I was like, I'm really anxious this morning, but I used to feel like this every day. So like, I think that that is like a really cool thing to not feel anymore. Um, but yeah, I feel like that has just been a huge, um, where like you were saying, like we didn't necessarily like grow up with like chores like we had chores but there were no reward with the chore because like they didn't have any money to give me (laughs) to reward me with um and like that's not like a shameful thing it's just the truth and so I feel like maybe that's where like the undeservingness comes from because it wasn't like here's your cookie it was like I feel like I'm just never getting the cookie or when I get the cookie like I don't deserve it at all right so that's probably my biggest limiting belief of just like you know, you yeah. do deserve this and you don't always have to like be a robot because I can be very robotic at times. That's so huge. I mean, from, you know, um, we were talking about that yesterday of, it's so weird to look back at like journal entries and like how far you've literally become. And I yeah. was just like, I noticed such a big difference, whether like people know or don't, but like, doesn't matter because I do. It's yeah. like my heart. Like, I used to have such, like, an anxiety in my heart, even to go to work every single day. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just, like, so tense and so, like, please say the right thing. Please be patient. Please be kind. Like, because, like, when I was, like, going, 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 it was just, like, you know, like, a lot of our teams sometimes are, like, words of affirmation people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, not. And for yeah, me, that's for, the, for me too, because I'm a street <laughs> and I'm like, what do you for, mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just gets really hard. Right. And now it's just like, I feel like it's like off the cusp, like so many things. I'm like, thanks for laundry. Thanks for the trash. Thank, but I really like, I mean, like to not ask for like to have stuff done. Like, I mean, that's really helpful, but like, I feel like every single day, which I didn't even realize until like kind of looking at stuff, I was like, wow, like. My heart, my anxiety, and my mind, kind of like you were saying, it was just like this, like, constant, almost, like, kind of shaking in your mind Mm -hmm. to go to work. Like, I was, like, walking on, like, tiptoes, but there Mm -hmm. was no reason because, like, you know, Taylor creates such a loving environment, but it was also, like, I think part of it was, okay, I have to be as good as him, or, like, if they were going on vacation, I'm like, oh, Lord, like, like, I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to, like, serve the team the best way. Like, I mean, I had a whole routine just to go to make sure the team loved the experience if I was taking over the office. And, like, every yeah. single time there was something that, like, would, like, crash and burn. And it would just, like, ruin me. Like, I was just, like, I created everything. Like, I mean, like, I start with Starbucks. I'm, like, giving them a parade. Like, what can you possibly? It would always be, like, one or two things that you're, like, are you kidding me? Like, can no one like freaking give a compliment that it's like great the thing that i feel like resonates with me so much of what you just said but makes so much sense is like i was the same way where it's like i'm like very anxious to go into work i'm the boss i create the environment (laughs) what am i anxious about but like i was and i think it was like the ex like the anxiety of like am i meeting everybody else's expectations is this the best job they've ever had like do they love me do they love this business like are they doing a good job am i pouring into them enough like 
all these stupid things and like then like when one slight thing would go wrong I would like maybe not outwardly but like internally I was like flying off the handle like I was really upset about it it would go into like my night at home bleed into that like I mean just like ruin my week even like mm-hmm. over just nothing honestly but I feel like what I really 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 realized was like the less that I try to make things perfect actually the more perfect they end up being mm-hmm. like really because it's kind of just goes back to that like holding on loosely and like loosening your grip yeah. like and then I'm giving these people actually the space to be creative and excel in their own ways of which is what everybody wants anyway right 100 percent. I mean I think that's just such a big life for everything and everyone of just like like anytime even if I have like times like here and there where I'll feel a little bit anxious I literally have this like it's like a squishy ball at my desk I'm like, loosen your grip. You're fine. Like, yeah. loosen your grip. And the more, like, I'm, like, I don't want to say, like, careless, but just, like, can express myself and be fun. Yeah. Loving the more I have fun. The team's, like, fine. Like, everyone around me is just, like, prospering and doing great. Right. Like, and, like, you're being your authentic self. And, like, you said just a couple of minutes ago, we were like, well, people have probably noticed, but it doesn't even matter if they have noticed. Because it, that's what I feel like the biggest breakthrough for me has been is it doesn't matter if other people have noticed. Like, I am being authentic, like, I am being happy, and, like, if that doesn't work for this life I've created, then this life isn't for me anymore, you know? Yeah, 100%. As we talk about, like, a want, um, a want is a desire, but a need brings pressure. Um, obviously, opening a business brought a ton of pressure for you. How many people do you think put priorities over themselves and their well-being? 99.9% <laughs> of the world, truly. And I think that that is something, it's kind of like a skill set I think I've developed. Um, and maybe this is like a like a toxic like survival tactic coming out in me. I don't know. But I feel like I have really developed a skill set of being able to be aware of like whenever I see somebody that looks really successful and has all these things, I'm like, she's miserable. And I can see right through it versus I can see somebody that seems like they've really done the work on themselves and they have like this long withstanding business. Like I feel like it's kind of like, um, like everybody has that big rise and then they crash and they burn like very few people, like celebrities, I guess, like Mm -hmm. remain like on top for a long withstanding time period because it's not attainable and the things that they've created. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the ones that do make it and like not even just make it the ones that like, create this true like level of sustainability are the ones that have done work on themselves and I feel like to me now it's just so obvious like the people that have versus the people that haven't you know yeah so true and I think too a part of um you know the 99.9 I feel it's very easy to come up with excuses I don't have time for that. I have too many kids. I have a boss. Like, I, I like, mm-hmm. it's it like, it doesn't work for me. Like, yeah, oh, talk yeah. therapy is not great for me. You right. know, whatever. You know, it can keep, like, I think people are their own worst limiting mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. where it's just like, and then the ultimate other part of that, one of our mutual friends was like, well, what if you've never had like childhood trauma? Or like, what if like you had a perfect child and everything's <laughs> great? Yeah. And I said, that's so kind. Like, that's so great. Like, I love that for you. But also, um, our mutual friend, different one, like, she was at the women's wellness event. And we mentioned Pablo and stuff. So she started working with Pablo. And she was like, I'm just, like, a really self-aware person. So, I mean, I would love, like, to dive into someone that's, you know, can make me even, like, like, I just love the perspective. And she thought she was, like, going to do one session. And then, like, after that session, she messaged me and was like, 
holy smokes. Like I, she's like, I've done the inner work. I've done all these things. I've been self-aware. I did not even realize like, so she's been working with them constantly, which I absolutely love that too. Mm -hmm. But I love it for everyone. It was just like, no matter, like, I don't think this is something where you're, Hey, you're too healthy. You can't do any work or you're too broken. You can't get like, I mean, fixed or anything. I think everyone, I think in general, what this work has shown me as instead of doing more, it's to be more, but I observe more than mm-hmm. I ever have in my life. Like, yeah, I mean, agreed. even like driving home, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love these clouds. Like, look at the clouds. Like, oh, I love the smell of this air. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like taking every single lens and I'm just kind of like in it and observing more than having to be a part of it, having to speak up, having to fill mm-hmm. a void. Yeah, or, that was something that, like, came up, like, in most of our early sessions, like, repeatedly. And I really didn't even understand what this man was saying to me whenever he would say, like, <laughs> you need to observe, not absorb. And oh, I'm that's like, good. what does that mean? And I would, like, every single day just tell myself that. And now I think I'm actually at the point where I am, like, observing more than I'm absorbing, um, which is which is cool, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's huge alone. Like, yeah. I remember he said that at some point, but, like... I mean, how often, even as women, um, or people in general, but mostly women, we absorb 100%. what's going on in the environment, and then we fester on it, we think about it, you know, like, we'll play a scenario back in our head about it, Yeah, and we're not just, like, observing of just, like, well, this is what this person had to show me that day, and that's okay, like, that's their, resp- like, their response shouldn't affect anything that you yeah. are doing, like, they're working through their own stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, doesn't even have to And deal. I feel like at first, like, what I would do whenever it was like, okay, like, I'm not going to absorb. I'm going to observe. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm observing. Like, this would come out, like, a lot, like, at work where I'd be like, okay, I'm observing that this person doesn't seem to be, like, you know, I'm noticing maybe there's something that they might need to work through. And then I would immediately go into, like, okay, and I'm going to help you fix this. And it's like, <laughs> that's not absorbing like that is the definition of absorbing and so it took me a really long time to like get that right but I also think that at times like I just yesterday like got like allowed myself to get absorbed by something and I think that that is because do you ever feel like where you're like I am so healed I am so happy I feel like I've kind of been in that phase where I'm like I've got nothing else that could come up like I faced my demons and then yesterday hits and it's like oh okay boom like honestly so I think that like growth is not linear like it goes all up and down and I feel like that is something like I can so easily like show you love and compassion when it feels like you might have messed up or whatever but like it's just not the easiest for me to show to myself right so I'm really trying to be like okay you know what you're good it's okay (laughs) like today is a new day you know I actually it's funny you said that there was it was a couple months ago where like, I mean, I'm like riding out this high and I'm just like, well, I'm super excited. I mean, obviously I'm going to still stay with you, but I'm like, right. I'm healed. Yeah. I feel You're great. Like, like moving we're on. We're like partners within the business now. <laughs> like just hire me to be a consultant for you. <laughs> I literally was. And he goes, I'd be really careful about saying healed because when you say healed, you're talking like, oh books closed there's nothing else that can ever come my way there's nothing else that can ever be worked on and it's so funny there was times where every time I was like oh my gosh I'm dying to like talk about these things like and I like you know write everything down I'm like can't wait for our meeting this is gonna be great and then there's a lot of times where um we were just laughing about this actually where 
he'll say like, hey, how are you? I'm like, good, how are you? Same. Yeah. And he's like, so what's going on? I'm like, mm, nothing. And he goes, we haven't met in two weeks and you have you fucking yeah, observed nothing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing in your environment. Yeah. He goes, that drives me crazy. And I was like, yeah, I mean, really nothing goes okay. We're doing an exercise. I'm like, wait, there might be something. Okay, another thing that I do is, like, I'll, like, text him something. Like, hey, like, this thing happened, and I really want to work through it in my session. But a couple of days come on, and then the session pulls up, and he's like, okay, like, so you texted me that thing. And I'm like, oh, yep, don't need to work through that anymore because (laughs) I'm just, like, not emotionally available. And we always end up getting to it, but I just, like – and, like, one of the things, like, in prepping for this podcast was, like, you were, like, I'm not giving you the questions ahead of time. And I'm, like, because – and I think that was a smart move on your point because, like, my personality would give you, like, these really, like, beautifully curated responses. <laughs> and, like, it just wouldn't be – like, you're getting, like, very vulnerable answers from me right now, you know? Right. Which I think helps. And it was the same, like, interviewing him, too, because he was, like, send me some questions ahead of time. And, you know, like, I sent him a couple, like, little, like, kind of bullet points – but ultimately, it's just like when you're in this like kind of like spiritual awakening, I'm like, I want to see you at your truest self, not that like made up answer, which is also even bitch. hard, you know. But as we kind of wrap up, um, any like kind of you in 2023, it's 2023, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like getting so trippy with 2024 already. Your spiritual awakening to your true unapologetic self. How do you truly feel? about your progress? I feel like I've made a lot of progress. I feel like you're getting me in a good point. Like whenever I'm in low points of my life or like my journey, I feel like I'm like, none of this is working. But like whenever I'm at a really good point, which I feel like I'm at right now, I can like be very like diplomatic about it and really see the growth in the journey. And so I feel like the number one, like kind of like message with all of this is like, it sounds like cute and cool and fun to like get back to your true self, but it's actually like a lot of hard, like really ugly work. And I feel like that's, I've been working with Pablo for just a little bit over a year, but I feel like this has been like one of the most challenging years of my life. And it didn't have to be like, it was like, I like chose to like open these areas of my life up and like explore them so I think that's just like a big message for people is like it's not an easy thing to do like you're gonna uncover some really hard shit about yourself but like it always like it's come back to serve me you know so Mm -hmm. I feel like that is something that I can be really grateful for and I don't think I could have like survived the year without those tactics you know that's huge I love that well I appreciate you for being on listeners tune in this is season three episode four Next episode, we are actually going to talk about the five things women need to stop doing right now. So I look forward um, to talking with you and being a part of your everyday life.